You're listening to the Hotter on Top podcast, hosted by me, Becca Kavanaugh. This podcast is for the woman that wants it all, the thriving business, the passionate love life, and the embodied inner radiance to have and hold it all with ease and pleasure. Every week, I will be giving you the behind the scenes on how you can run your own successful business without sacrificing your pleasure or spiraling into burnout. These tools and teachings are what I have used to accelerate my growth in the online space and go from working multiple jobs, hustling 12 hours a day, you name it, to channeling my genius into a potent business that gives me the freedom and flexibility to work whenever and however the fuck I want. Now I mentor my clients to carve out their own unique space in the industry and make a massive impact and income by being their most bold and turned on selves. Think of this podcast as your dose of deep business and personal development that will leave you with the juice and confidence you need to start taking action on your desires right fucking now. My goal for this podcast is to have you feeling turned on to create your own version of a pleasure-based business and tap into your deepest desires by unapologetically asking for what you want. Because I believe women feel hotter when they are on top. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It feels so good to sit down and record an episode for you guys. I'm so excited to kind of come out of this, you know, the podcast. I had to put it on the back burner for a couple of weeks because other things had to take priority in my business, which was like working on a new program and doing a lot of the behind the scenes type of work. And, you know, when you are a solo business owner, um, that's what you got to do in order to make sure that you're not getting burnt out. You have to uh, prioritize things. And sometimes, especially when you're in more of creation mode, behind the scenes type of creation mode, things kind of have to take the backseat. And the podcast was one of those things for me over the past couple of weeks. So, but it feels so good because then you get to come back refreshed. And that's like basically how I am feeling as well. And then I get to finally share with you what I have been working on. So for this podcast episode, and the podcast episodes over the next few weeks are really going to be a behind the scenes look or a sneak peek, so to speak, into my Savvy and Seductive CEO, which is my new eight-week group program. I am so excited to share this with you all. I have been tweaking it. I've been marinating on it. This is something that I have just been waiting to release because I have just been seen over and over. I know I've talked about this quite a bit. If you've been listening to the podcast over, you know, the past few months, I've been talking about how there's such a huge gap in the industry when it comes to business strategy. And we're kind of missing a lot of people and myself included are getting into coaching containers and we're not seeing the structure that we really need. We're not seeing the strategies that we really need. And we have leaned or swung too far into the energetics. Now, how do we find that balance between being a business, a legit business, while also doing it with pleasure? And, you know, 
this more anti-hustle mindset, right? So savvy and seductive CEO is really going to be that mix of mindset, pleasure, and also strategy to really take your business from a expensive hobby or, you know, something that you are feeling inconsistent in or not completely sure about into a thriving full force legitimate business where you are making decisions like a CEO, where you are showing up as a CEO and making decisions that are really going to benefit you in the long term. A lot of these strategies and systems are the ones that I created while I pivoted throughout a pandemic where I shifted industries completely. And so to say that this is going to be a foundational piece of business building, whether you are building an online business or any other type of service-based business, that is an understatement, okay? Because <laughs> this is what I have used to seamlessly transition into a completely new business. And I think that has what has aided a lot of my success is that I didn't feel like I was starting from the ground up, right? So that is what I have been working on enrollment. It's going to open up very soon in May. I'm very excited to share it all with you. So if you want to get on the wait list, now is your chance. I'm going to pop that down in the link in the show notes so you can learn more about it and then get your, get your butt on the wait list because this is going to be the most potent, powerful, and also accessible um, offer that I've ever created. So I'm so, so excited to support you guys in a different way. And this is honestly the most accessible way for you to kind of get some one-on-one -on -one action with me while also getting a lot of information that you can take on and implement in your business. So let's talk about how to really embody your CEO self and what that actually looks like. So obviously savvy and seductive CEO is the place to be to really get that embodiment. But I want to kind of like talk a little bit about how to really show up as your CEO self and make decisions that are going to benefit you, your business, the life you want in the long term. The mistake I see a lot of business owners making, and I know I made um, in my early stages of business as well, is essentially just trying to take on all the things, trying to do all the things, trying to do all the strategies, and thinking that you had to be a certain way or look a certain way or do things a certain way in order to have success. But as a CEO, as really stepping into this CEO self, I like to think that the CEO is innovative, right? They are somebody that is challenging the norm. They are somebody that is kind of doing it their own way. And yes, still not reinventing the wheel necessarily, but they are leading this different era, this different type of industry. And I know that as a business owner, you probably started your business because you wanted more freedom, flexibility, freedom and flexibility, not just in time and money, but also in lifestyle expression, in you know embodiment, how you show up in the world. And one of the best ways to do that is through a business, right? It's the most liberating thing when you see it through that lens. However, I think when we start to not see the results that we want to see, we start making decisions that are, are out of alignment. We start making decisions just based off of scarcity or what we think will make us successful because that's when like, you know, the, the hurry or the desperation starts to sink, sink in. And we don't give ourselves a fair chance because we now took off the CEO hat and kind of took on the 
business owner side hustle hat, right? And not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but if we really want to build a sustainable business model, you have to get comfortable with being a CEO. You have to get comfortable with doing things a little bit differently and challenging yourself, but also maybe the industry as a whole, right? And how you really start to show up, right? Because again, I know I preach this a lot, but like, did we really start a business to just go from one box to the next? Like, no, we didn't. We wanted to think outside the box. So why do we limit ourselves, right? I think this is the trap that we get into because we're looking for guidance, because we're looking for something that is tried and true. Um, And yes, like, let's do that, but also not at the expense of us completely losing sight of why we started this in the first place. So first thing that will really help you start to step into your CEO self, make decisions like a CEO, is going to be claiming your space as a CEO. So I think a lot of the disconnect from like having a side hustle or owning the early stages of business, you're very timid, right? This is a very normal thing, right? When we start to shift identities, we can feel this this almost uncomfortability of stepping into this new identity too quick, especially when it's like a business and, you know, everybody loves to like give all the opinions. Everybody loves to put their input in or question or anything like that. So if we're not feeling confident to like claim our space of like, yes, I am a business owner. I'm fucking doing this. I see the value in this. This is going to work. If we're not coming from that energy, it can be very hard to again, make decisions like that. Because when you are in your identity of not being a business owner, are you going to make decisions as a business owner or as a CEO? No, you're going to make decisions as somebody that is running a side hustle or somebody that has been in the corporate world for a long time, right? The invitation here is to step into your new identity What do you need to really take on this new identity with confidence, right? So again, I think the importance of this by like claiming your space, I know this sounds maybe really energetic or lofty, but it's actually not. It's such a huge mindset shift because how you start to show up will change, right? Because if you are stuck on your business being a side hustle or stuck on your viewing your business through the lens of like, well, you know, I'm just doing this kind of on the side for fun. Like, what is your brain telling you? Like your brain and body are going to match up, right? And so your brain's like, oh, well, we're not really doing this seriously. So like any moment it gets hard, we're just going to go back into comfort and safety, right? Or anytime, you know, we need to get creative and we're exhausted, we're not going to push ourselves because we're not really a business owner. It's not, we don't have a whole lot of stake in the company here. So we're just going to go back to that comfort zone. Right. And so of course you have to find what works for you, but this really manifests as like, you know, not being consistent or when you start to shy away from talking about it, like I really encourage you to start talking about your business just start talking about it. Start being like, yeah, I'm a fucking business owner and it's so cool. And this is why you should like pay attention. And this is why I'm doing this. And this is why this is so cool. And I'm so confident in this. Right. And so like, yes, there might be a little bit of like delusion or fake it till you make it in this, but like 
do not wait to talk about your business until you're like pulling in take 10K months. And there's a tangible strategic side of this, which is like, hello, networking, right? The more you step in and talk about your business, the more you will show up as this new identity as a business owner, the easier it will be to shift into these um, decision makings as a CEO with your business in mind. And then the easier it becomes for people to identify that like, hey, this is what this person's doing. They're taking it really fucking seriously. That's super cool to watch. Let me tell you, like, this is kind of a side piece. Let me tell you from my own experience here, um, because in my previous business, talked about it a lot. It was such a huge networking piece because I didn't own an online business. So it was a brick and mortar. And when I had a brick and mortar, hello, like networking, being in the community, that was a very big part of my strategy, talking about it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So much so that it became such a huge part of me and my identity. So when I shift into online business, I more so put a lot of that energy out onto the internet instead of in my local community, right? But do you know how many people in my community that knew me as a brick and mortar business owner are now watching me? I don't even think I knew really until a lot of them came to me and was like, yeah, I listen to your podcast every week. And yeah, I'm doing this. And like, it just blew my mind. And it's just like goes to show like when you put yourself out there, when you're talking about it, like, yeah, there might be some of those pieces because I know that like when you're coming from this place as like a new business owner, it can feel like a lot of people are going to have their criticisms. A lot of people are going to question it and all these things. But there are so many other people that are silently watching that are being inspired by you. Let me tell you, I have never had so many people from my like friend circles and my local community tell me that I was an inspiration until I started doing the work that I'm doing now. And I don't think that that's because what I was doing before wasn't amazing and had a lot of value, but it's because of how I'm showing up now, right? So that was kind of a side piece, but <laughs> I just wanted to end that in there as well as like, don't be afraid to talk about it because there are so many people that are going to be like silently watching, really interested in what you're doing. Um, and the reminder here is that the criticisms, the questioning, all that stuff is always the fucking loudest. So just keep blazing through and shift into this new identity by getting yourself talking. Just start talking about it. So the next thing is, what kind of CEO do you want to be, right? When we're thinking about this identity shift, really reflecting on what kind of CEO do you want to be or become, right? How do they make decisions? And I really encourage you to zoom out. So zoom out onto what you want your business to look like in the next five to 10 years, right? Do you still want to be doing this? How will it have evolved? Um, what type of growth do you want to see? What kind of impact do you want to have? And some of these things might be like, oh my God, that's so far out of reach. You know, that's definitely not something I want to be doing now. But I, I really invite you to break it down break, like see this big vision that you zoomed out on, see that big vision, be like, okay, I want to write a book. I want to talk on stage. I want to do all these things. 
I talk a lot about this with my clients as well. When we like kind of zoom out, look at the bigger picture, I go, okay, what elements of that do you want to now implement in your business? How can we implement these things, these core themes of your bigger vision and break it down into smaller pieces that you can start doing right now? And why this works is because it's preparing you for this long-term strategy. You're not wasting your time on things that aren't aligned just because you see other people that are in your industry doing those things, right? This really is an, like an encouragement piece to find what is going to work for you. Think about this long-term vision and how you want it to work for you. And like, let's stop taking like all these like weird detours just because you think that that's what you need to do right now. And I think this comes from the mindset of like, well, I need to pay my dues. I need to, you know, I need to like do all the hard things that make it so hard on myself in order to be worthy of having this big vision that I have when we're actually working against the grain here, right? And also, I really don't play into the for like pay, paying your dues type of thing. I really don't resonate with that. I never have, honestly. Um, I've always done my business the way that I wanted to from the beginning. And there's a reason for that. It's because you will then like, let's say you're doing things that are just out of alignment because you think that's what you have to do to pay your dues. Um, guess what? It's unaligned. And then when you do get to a point where you feel like quote unquote, like worthy enough to like be selective about who you're working with or things like that, like it takes a lot of undoing and relearning which takes so much more fucking time than if you just like, I don't know, had that strategy implemented from the beginning, right? So like, for example, if you want to have like an application process for your high-end coaching, like don't wait to implement that, do it now, right? And I know this is just totally goes against like the grain of what other people preach. But again, I think it just comes down to like, you're creating more work for yourself. And this is somebody that's speaking from experience because in my first business, I did a lot of this and that was harmful towards my business. I didn't learn anything from it except for that it just validated that I didn't want to do those things, right? It just validated I wasted time and that's what I'm trying to help prevent from happening for you, right? So again, what does your long-term vision look like? And start taking action that's aligned with that. Um, for example, one of my clients, she was really talking about how like, oh, I want to do comedy. Like I really want to be on stage or I want to, you know, really implement this. And I was like, why wait? Like, let's not wait. How can you start to bring comedy into the work that you're doing in the world? And so we kind of talked about that, talked about, you know, authentic pieces that felt good for her to show up as. And because of it, she implemented this like comedic strategy into her marketing, into the work that she was doing. And guess what? It made it more entertaining and digestible for people. And then her TikTok blew up, right? Because that was what felt most aligned to her. And then it's like, 
really feeding into her bigger vision, right? It's giving her real tangible like ways to express herself in this long-term vision. And no, it's not in this like in the perfect way that it is meant to be in this long-term vision of like being on stage and doing comedy sets and things like that. But like find ways that you can implement that. Find ways you can start to do those things now because that's going to bring sustainability. If you're feeling good about it, and it feels good to you, you're going to want to keep doing it more, right? That's just like our nature. It's like human nature. We're more motivated to do it when we feel like we're good at the thing that we're doing and when it feels aligned and enjoyable for us to do it, right? So this is why pleasure is such a huge piece of all of these things in your business, right? So thinking about zooming out. So whether that's like having, speaking on stages, writing a book, like how can you start to implement that now? Is that in blog posts? Is that in, um, showing up on TikTok, being really visible? Um, is that, you know, like finding different ways to do that in these more attainable spaces? Okay. That was a rant and a ramble. My goodness. Okay. So, (laughs) so then let's talk about how to really make decisions like a CEO. So obviously like you're going to have these different versions of your CEO self, right? You're going to be at different stages of being your CEO self. So you always want to make decisions based off of, again, with this long-term vision in mind, and then also maybe like a risk analysis in mind, right? So For example, like I make decisions like a CEO in ways, like I take a lot of risks in my business that a lot of people might not actually be able to take. And there's a very good reason for that. It's because I'm not married. I have support from my partner. I have, um, I don't have kids. I don't have anybody I really have to take care of or anything like that. And I'm just at a place in my life where I have a lot of time. I have a lot of time to do those things. And so I take a lot bigger risks because of all these things in my business or how, you know, in my life essentially. (laughs) And I'm able to do those things. Now your risk analysis is going to look different than mine, right? And so the reminder here is to not make decisions based off of other people's business models. I never want you to look at my business and go, oh, this is what Becca's doing. This is what I have to do. Like my goal for you is to listen to these things, listen to the podcast, be coached by me, whatever it is, and find what works best for you based off of your lifestyle and where you're right, where you are right now and where you want to go, right? Because my vision may look so much different than yours and vice versa. And for example, I'm really talking about this a lot, like about these kind of more CEO decisions. CEOs are more innovative, right? They're not worried about what other people are doing. Like when I think of really successful CEOs, I think of people that are kind of going against the norm and taking a lot of risks, right? Um, They're making smart investments based off of where they are at and where they want to go. So you always want to keep in mind like your lifestyle, what is going to bring the most consistency for you at this moment? What is going to feel good for you to make a decision off of? And what is going to make the most sense for the type of business that you want to have, but also with where you are at right now in your business. 
So this takes a lot of trusting yourself, right? A CEO fucking trusts themselves, right? And so that is ultimately what you have to focus on is by how can you lean more into trust when it comes to your business? And maybe this is talking about it more. Maybe this is about shifting into this new identity. Maybe it's about taking a little bit more risks. Maybe it's about getting the support that you need. Whatever it may be, find that. Find that. Be willing to try some things out, right? And again, thinking about the CEO mindset is like that they're really patient. They're ready to fail, (laughs) honestly. Like they're not afraid to fail. They're not afraid to like do things that maybe aren't successful. And even when things don't go according to plan, they still kind of take on that growth mindset of how can we fix this? How can we do this better? How can we move forward to the next thing? And ultimately that comes down to a lot of fucking (laughs) self-trust, you know? And so- And trust that like your vision is going to make sense for you. And I know I say this a lot. So like, I know, I know that you're probably like, yes, I get it, Becca. But like, again, your passion is going, is what's going to drive you, is what's going to get people excited, right? So if you're feeling like burnt out or this is misaligned or things aren't just exciting and they're kind of boring, like that's a very big indicator that you're not in your CEO self. Like you are in the business owner self of like hustle of how can I just like make this work and follow everybody else's systems and find success. Right. And that's why in savvy and seductive CEO, I'm really focused in on like, these are foundational things, right? So that way you can kind of take it and run with it and find success. And you're not getting tripped up on the things in business that are absolutely foundational that everybody else is trying to sell from this lens of like, ooh, this new new thing and this flashy thing. And like, then they overcomplicate it and it's something like completely different just because they're wanting to be unique and say that this is their process, right? At the end of this day, this, these foundational pieces are tried and true. They're going to work. They are something that's going to help you feel organized and at ease and help you step more into your CEO self, right? They're going to help you feel business savvy. They're going to help you feel aligned with your business strategy. And ultimately you can plug these foundational pieces into any type of strategy that you want to put into it, right? So Again, like something that I have been working on a lot is by like, how can I create programs that are aligned with me and how I want to work and what is going to bring the most potency? So for me, I really value potency. I value like I value transparency and just openness and spaciousness. And so I really try to infuse that into everything I do. And that comes down to my creation process as well, right? (laughs) And so it's funny because Savvy and Seductive CEO was actually going to be a much longer program. And I was like, okay, I really just don't want this. Like I put on the CEO hat and I was like, this is just more for the sake of more, right? And like, it doesn't feel right or good. And again, I come back 
to this place is always following my own advice here, which is like more oftentimes is just more. It doesn't mean that it's better or more impactful, right? It just means that it's more, which usually means nowadays that it's noisy and complicated, right? So I really took the time to like stretch this out to think about like, okay, how can I make this more potent? How can I make it sense? How can I make it make sense and feel good for me and also the people that I'm bringing into this program, right? So that is ultimately what I came up with, which was now I turned it into eight weeks and I turned it into um, four calls, four group calls. So that way there's just more potent impact with these calls. And they're not something that is just going to be forgotten about. It's something that is going to be a lot more engaging and fun and potent. And I'm so, so excited. So Anyway, that was a rant and ramble to kind of wrap up here is that embodying your CEO self takes practice. It takes a huge identity shift. And I really invite you to think about all these pieces that we talked about today, which is really asking yourself the question of who do you want to become? What kind of leader do you want to be? And how can you start to think about your lifestyle and where you want to go, the type of life that you want to live? And how can you infuse that into the strategies and systems that you're implementing right now in your business? So that way you don't have to wait. Reminder is to that paying your dues is fucking bullshit. And, And ultimately it's patience over paying your dues, right? It's patience in your strategies and your systems and the and your visibility and remaining consistent in those things. That's a foundational piece of this but not at the expense of like doing things that are out of alignment just because it's what you think that you have to do in order to really be seen as a CEO, right? Decide, decide, decide. Decide that you get to be a CEO right fucking now and that your decisions that you're making today are valuable for what, for the type of business that you are bringing and the type of impact that you want to create, right? So Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm so excited to have you guys in the Savvy and Seductive CEO waitlist and program when enrollment opens. I really invite you to take a peek at the sales page if it's piqued your interest. Um, So that way you can see all the ins and outs of what's going to be inside the program. And feel free to always email me or send me questions in my DMs. I'm happy to help in any capacity. So I hope you guys are having a beautiful week and we will chat next week. Thank you so much for investing your time by listening to today's podcast and take an extra moment to celebrate yourself for prioritizing your pleasure and your business growth. If you found this episode helpful, I would be so honored if you could share a screenshot on your stories and tag me at Becca Jo Cavanaugh on Instagram and leave this podcast a rating and review so we can share all of this goodness with more women who deserve to have and hold it all. If you want to keep the party going, you can join the Bold Biz Bitches Facebook group for even more juice and free behind-the-scenes trainings. If you are ready to go to the next level, you can learn how to work with me inside my intimate one-on-one container or self-paced offerings with the links down in the show notes. Sending you all the good pleasure juices for the week, and I will talk to you next time. Mwah!